Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jeff Grammer with the Albuquerque Journal, and you are listening to the Talking Grammar Podcast. This is episode 29 now, and this episode, I did another Zoom call, so there's also a video that it, that accompanies this podcast you can find on abqjournal.com slash sports, and today's episode has to do with two of the three seniors on the Lobo basketball team. Today, it's McQuatch Malawatch, who is entering his fourth season with the Lobos, and Keith McGee, who is entering his third season with the Lobos, spent his freshman year in junior college. I was not able to connect with Zane Martin, the third senior on the 2020-2021 Lobo team. Uh, He's back at home in Philadelphia, but um, I'll catch up with him later this summer. And I wanted to kind of talk with these three seniors that the the passing of the torch kind of happens every every spring with the college basketball team as seniors move on transfers move on and the new seniors kind of take over the team and they start setting the tone in the offseason workouts and in the spring workouts well these seniors McQuatch Malawatch in particular who's been around the longest they're not really able to start setting that tone because they are not able to have practices right now due to the coronavirus pandemic and everything that's going on so I talked a lot to Keith and McQuatch about that and got some interesting takes from both of them frankly on what their roles are Um, on next year's team are. I've talked to the coaching staff. The coaching staff says all three seniors are not only expected to contribute a lot on the court, but they need leadership out of this team. There, there's been some varying types of leadership on the past couple Lobo teams, and the past couple Lobo teams, frankly, have underperformed. They've both been seven seeds in the Mountain West tournament, and higher expectations um, existed for both of those teams. This year's team, I don't think, is going to have very high expectations. Maybe they'll be picked in the four, five, six, maybe seventh range in the Mountain West. They'll be middle of the pack at best, and that's probably fair considering how they've performed the last two seasons and knowing that they lost several key players. McQuatch Malawatch loves it, though. He, he'd rather this team be an underdog. That's what they were his freshman season, and and that's frankly the best season they've had under Paul Weir. So the underdog Lobos of next year are going to be led by three seniors who have something to prove, frankly. Uh, Keith McGee's a, a good shooter, a great outside shooter at times, in fact. McQuatch Malawatch is actually just four. I think he's at 41 points, um, I believe it is, away from being a 1,000-point scorer in his career. He started the last 56 games for the Lobos, which has been tough to do, especially when Paul Weir was switching up his lineup so much last season based on deflections and stuff like that. And Zane Martin is a guy who who can be – he was scoring nearly 20 points a game at Towson before he transferred to UNM. He can be a high scorer. He can be um, a very good defender. He can do a lot of things that I don't think he has quite yet shown, and Keith McGee actually alludes to that a little bit in, in this podcast. So what are the Lobos doing right now that they they aren't together, that they – McQuatch is here in Albuquerque at his apartment. He hasn't been able to travel home to Australia. Uh, you got Keith back in Rochester, New York. You got – and part of this podcast you'll hear in – he. he does have access to a gym um his cousin has access to a gym so there's some basketball dribbling in the background that you'll hear at the first part of this podcast but um and then zane of course is back in philadelphia you got players all around the country they they do meet every so often on zoom they're they're working out they have some individual workouts coaches daily talk to them uh their advisors talk to them daily they're they're still you know taking classes and still trying to pass classes obviously to remain eligible for next year but this is not the off-season workout and off-season kind of routine that they were used to or that they were expecting. So talk with them about that. Talk with them about what they're doing right now and talk with them about expectations for next season. And 
I think that, um, first of all, I, I thank them for taking the time to do this and for UNM for allowing them to do so. And this is sort of kind of the new norm. They're certainly not the only ones that are going through this. A lot of college programs, all college programs are going through this and uh, we'll see how it, how it comes about. You know, what, what teams take advantage of this time? What teams maybe fall behind that could have been better next year? This is the first time something like this has happened. And frankly, we don't know yet when the offseason workout program is going to begin for any of these programs. So it's kind of up to these leaders to figure out how they can take advantage of this time and what they should be doing to start building team chemistry, even though they're hundreds of miles apart from some of their teammates. And before I uh, get to that interview here with Keith McGee and McWatch Malawatch, I do want to do my usual plug here. Look, local journalism is important all the time, but it, probably now more than ever. And whether or not you want the hard news, you want the coronavirus updates every day, maybe you want the politics of it all. We're providing all of that with the Albuquerque Journal, and we're also giving you the escape. If that's what you want, we have sports products like this podcast. We have videos. We have plenty of photography. We certainly have a lot of entertainment news going on in the journal, and we're we're still doing what we do, and we provide stories of our local community and the entire state of New Mexico, but we only do that with your support. So I hope, just like you're trying to support local business, I hope you support local journalism, and that includes the locally owned Albuquerque Journal, abqjournal.com slash subscribe. We, you can get a seven-day-a-week print subscription. You can get a digital version um, of our newspaper. You can get the uh, weekend-only, all kinds of different options there. Please support local journalism because it's important now as it ever has been. That is my plug. That is my usual podcast plug for you, and um, I, I appreciate you listening to it every podcast. And as always, give me your feedback. Let me know, um, be it social media or however you want to. You can email me at ggrammar at abqjournal.com or on Twitter at Jeff Grammer. Let me know what you think of this podcast. Let me know what you think about anything in the sports section or in the paper, whatever you want. There you go. Hope you enjoy this episode 29 of the Talking Grammar podcast, an interview with McQuatch Malawatch and Keith McGee. I'm meeting with Keith and I'm meeting with McQuatch right now, and we're just kind of checking in a little bit to see how the offseason's going. Um, but let's start with, uh, at least on my screen, I don't know how your guys' screen is looking, but at least on my screen, top... Uh, top video boxes, McQuatch. So McQuatch, why don't you tell me just a little bit about kind of what you've been up to this off season? Cause it's been a weird one, man. Where, where are you right now? And what have you been up to? Yeah. Um, right now I'm still in Albuquerque, uh, just staying here. Uh, I, I plan to go back home, but you know, there's uh, regulations that are going on in Australia that they make it like kind of hard to go back and, you know, see my family straight away. So, I hope I'm hoping those regulations get you know restricted and I can go back and spend time with my family. But right now I'm just in Albuquerque, just you know video games and just chilling out. Just like the rest of us, right? Trying not to go a, a little bit stir crazy and and get too bored, I would guess. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm like pretty bored at the moment, but yeah. what can you do? Just you I, aren't you know, the I'll only one. Distract me. You aren't the only one. Uh, since you're doing a lot of video games and a lot of movie watching, Netflix or streaming or whatever, what's your go-to right now? What go-to video game and what's your go-to kind of what have you been watching a lot of? I play, I play 2K and uh, FIFA. Uh, right now, those are my two main games. Uh, I play, like, online with my friends back at home. So, you know, I stay up late and go to bed late um, and wake up late and, you know, kind of do the same thing. It's kind of like, you know, eating your life, but, you know, Nothing you can do about it. What about you? What have you been up to? You've been uh, 
you've been staying, keeping yourself from going a little bit stir crazy. Sounds like you're in the gym right now. You, you're able to get some. some yeah, um, my cousin, uh, he, he has access to a gym, so I was able to get some work in. But very, very good. I'm inside the house, man. Like McQuash, I'm playing the game as well. And I didn't want to say it, but I will definitely beat him in 2K. Yeah? I'll be in 2K. Who is the best on the team? I know who the best talker is, but who's the best on actual video game player on the team? Uh, I don't know because there's so many games. It just depends on what game we uh, are playing. Now, 2K, I'm not going to lie. Quattro K and Zane, they, he real good. He's really good. I ain't going to lie. But as far as, like, GTA and Call of Duty, I'm the guy. That's me. Hey, McQuatch, when you play video games with Keith, how hard is it if he's winning? How hard is it when he starts talking? Because I know he can talk with the best of them. So how hard is it to put up with when he's beating you at video games? I mean, you just keep his all going to talk. So you just got to let him talk and just try and beat him. So watch it. Like, if I'm winning, then, you know, the talking goes down. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, sure. that's the key, right? Yeah, he's got to uh, win. Make sure he doesn't beat you because the talking keeps going <laughs> on the face. <laughs> it's only one game that he destroys me, and that's FIFA. Yeah. Like, he, he, he has fun in FIFA. I'm not going to lie. Like, he has his way. But 2K, it's 50-50. It's, it's is that about right, McQuatch? You agree with that? You got him in FIFA, but 2K is about 50-50? Yeah, 2K, yeah. He's right. All right. So what have you guys been doing workout-wise? Um, Keith, I know it sounds like you're able to get some shots up and stuff like that. I know the team's – done some of these zoom kind of uh stuff with tyler and all that um is it a lot of just self kind of motivation you got to do it on your own or have you been able to get with anybody in any kind of way to uh to work out and kind of keep in shape uh i honestly is people have been uh telling me like yeah you need to just try to stay in shape you have access that's why i'm here right now so like my family's making sure that i'm staying in shape but being safe as well uh, as far as working out, we definitely do the Zoom. And I try to lift a little bit of weights whenever I can, but for the most part, just trying to stay in shape and stay ready for whenever, you know, it's time again. Yeah. Uh, for me, I try to, like, you know, work out on myself in my apartment. Uh, you know, not, not a lot you can do, but uh, I try to go and run. I try to go outside and run uh, and, you know, try just – keep my stamina up to where it should be. Like, I know it's not going to be where I want it to be, but, uh, you know, just doing something to make sure you're not hitting at home doing that. Is it, is it frustrating? I mean, is this frustrating? I know every, we're all going through the same thing. I know there's a certain level of newness and a little bit of frustration and boredom for all of us, but you two are going into your senior year. Like, is there a little bit of frustration that it, it isn't the kind of off season so far anyway that maybe you guys would have wanted it to be? For sure. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I would say I would say so. Uh, for me, it's like you know, especially being in the year, it's hard. Like we had so many goals after the season that we wanted to accomplish before the season next year started. But you know, uh, it's nothing you could do right now. It's just you just gotta stay home and uh, stay today. Uh, you know, for the better of everyone else. I mean, you know, you can't be selfish during this time and try to like say like you know I gotta get better. And, uh, do this because you know the time will come. I think when the time comes, you can continue with your work. But right now, you just you just gotta you know stay safe and stay home. Stay with you a little bit of frustration. Yeah, definitely. I'm not gonna lie. It's um, 
You can't even, for me, I can't go nowhere without, like, getting sprayed in the face. It's annoying. I'm not going to lie. Like, the disinfected spray is starting to get really annoying, you know. But everything being closed is just a major shutdown. It's just it's just different, you know. It, it definitely is in a way. Like, we, like Quash said, we had so much planned because next we got a lot. We got a lot of new faces coming in. We got, like, a pretty much a whole new team for us. So it's a lot of work that we want, we want to get done. And this is just in the way. I know this is sort of a, a situation that all seniors and all college programs are going to be facing. What do you guys kind of feel you need to do to, to get the advantage, if, if any? Like, how do you guys look at this? Because obviously Utah State seniors, San Diego State seniors, Fresno State seniors, they're all going to have to go through this too. Is there anything you guys see that you guys can kind of take from this offseason and try and try and make it to your advantage in any way? Or is it just to work, work as hard as you can as – you know, whatever the circumstances are, what what advantage can you gain? Is there any? Or do you guys just have to work harder than everybody going through the same stuff? Uh, I think, um, you know, the the rest, uh, right now, just giving your body a rest. But when the times come back on, like you said, it's just all about work, uh, putting in the time. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. In the sense, I'm still trying to take the advantage, though. Like, for instance, like, I'm, me being able to get in the gym, I feel like that's a little advantage I have over a few people. And, uh, just trying to take whatever I can get, honestly, to be ready for next season. So, so for the two to. of you specifically, you guys, there's three seniors on next year's team right now. I don't know, still two spots open. Who knows what's going to happen with what those two final spots are. But the, the three seniors on the team, you guys all – are, are going to be key key members. There's not like a senior that's going to be sitting on the bench next year. You three are going to be very key to, to next year's team. But what the team probably needs from you more than anything is is leadership. And, and I know I've talked with Paul about that. I've talked with the coaches about that. They're going to need you guys to be leaders. You guys are very different people, though. So I want to ask each of you, I'll, I'll start with you, McQuatch. What What is like the leadership role mean to you? What do you have to do to be a leader next year? And then, Keith, I'll get you with the same as – like, what does that mean? When, when coach tells you he needs leadership out of you, what does that mean to you? Um, to me, leadership is very important. I mean, I've been here for, like, this is my fourth year, obviously. But uh, I think I just got to lead by example. I mean, the last last year, I didn't, I don't think I was a good leader at all. Um, I, I can't be quiet anymore. I got to, you know, get out of my comfort zone and um, go at guys and tell people, like, you know, this, if you're doing this, then this is wrong. Um, you know, because there's no time. Like, I thought, I, like, the last three years, I thought I could sit back and let the other guys lead, but now I'm in my last year. So um, I just got to go out there and lead and tell people, like, you know, this is what it is. Get people to the gym, work hard, because we haven't won anything. So, and, you know, our record has not been good the last, like, since I've been here. So I just got to go out there and lead by example and, you know, tell guys what it is. What about you, Keith? What do you need? What is leadership... Like, what's your leadership role? Yeah, for me, my leadership is going to have to be I, I can't be that uh, goofy, uh, energetic guy, you know, like the playful guy that I was before. It's going to be a – and I know some people might be mad, but it's going to be a switch. You know, I'm going to have to, you know, mature a little bit, get serious. And uh, like I said, I got to lead by example. You know, like younger guys coming in, like let them know, like, nah, you probably shouldn't do that. Like, let's go shoot. And just being, you know, a good role model for them. Both of you guys kind of just described your leadership as something that 
you haven't necessarily done so much in the past. So I'm curious right. if flipping that switch, if, if doing something that's out of your comfort zone, if, if that in any way you think is going to take you away from what you're good at. Oh, no, I don't think so. I mean, if anything, I think it can honestly make us, like, better players. You know, I think we yeah. can learn a lot, you know, gain from it. So, you know, just being able to uh, be considered a captain or a leader, that's, that's major. So definitely yeah. would like to have that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's going to take any, like, me out of my comfort zone and what I'm good at. Um, but, you know, like, if I put in the work, then, like, my game is going to take care of itself. But the leadership thing, I, I just needed to, like, take a different approach to it and, you know, just Definitely. be honest with people and, and tell people this is, like, it's now or never because, like, That's you know, I, I always tell Emmanuel because when he gave, came in last year, I said, man, like, he's going to go five. And, like, now he's like, damn, I'm already in my second year. So, you know, you just got to try and take advantage of the opportunity and not let it slip. Let me touch on that a little bit. You talked about, you know, telling them to enjoy it while you can because it is going to go fast. You're about to go into year four here. Keith, you're about to go into year three here. You guys have both been in college for the for the same amount of time, but Keith, you had the one year somewhere else. Are, are you guys a little bit – has it set in yet that, that, man, there's only one more go-round? I mean, yeah, I'm like it's, it's been hitting me a lot, especially with, you know, the Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls thing coming up. You guys out got last your last day. dance coming up now. Yeah, I'm really thinking about it. So I was like, wow, this is really the last dance. Okay. So, um, yeah, like I said, just trying to get better and just be a good role model, honestly. I want to be – we're going to lead this team. Me and Quash can do it for sure. You know, it's really not – I don't think it's going to be a problem for us. We, we got a good group of guys. We got some good seniors. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it has not sunk in for sure. Um I remember like my first day here and now I'm a senior and I'm like, you know, the leader of the team. So, you know, um it just kinda of was like he's told me like, you know, uh after this year the new opportunity is coming and you know, life life is, is really fast, like so you gotta take advantage of every opportunity you have. How's school going for both of you guys? I know things have changed up a little bit. As far as athletes go, you guys have been taking online classes for a while, though, so maybe there wasn't as much of a shift for you guys. But I'm curious, how, how has finishing up this uh, spring semester been, and, and uh, has it been difficult, or is it just were you guys kind of already in that mode already with online I mean, classes? We're already, like, used to it, so just kind of already in the mode. Yeah, I think, like uh, – you know, we're used to it. Like, now it's like there's so much time in our hands. So, like, so much time. Yeah, no, like, nothing. Like, for me, I try and just sit there and do my schoolwork so I can waste time. So, you know, it's just come to, like, we've done it before. It's nothing new. All right, let me ask you some things about the uh, the league and kind of going into next year. There there were a couple off-season moves around the league that, that are big. Uh, Malachi Flynn, he's going to the, you know, he declared for the NBA draft. Uh, Nemias Keita, the, the center for, for Utah State, said he's coming back. Those are two teams that the rest of us in, in the media, the rest of the people that watch the rest of the league are going to look at and say those two teams are going to be favorites again. And, and they probably should be favorites. But what do you guys have to do to, to get back in that conversation? What does UNM have to do to, to you know, make a run at Utah State and San Diego State, who have really been the two teams the last couple of years? You got to play. Go ahead, you got it. Uh, uh, I said, go ahead, you got it. 
Yeah, I think like people are like obviously gonna look at those two teams and say like they're the best. So, and you know, we like being the underdog to be honest. So like yeah. people are gonna be like, you know, they're not gonna look for much and they're gonna be like we lost a lot of talent. But you know, we still got hard. We got people with possible players. So, um, we just to me honestly, I don't really worry about like what team is the best and who's gonna be here or whatnot. Um, we just gotta uh, focus on you know on our training and working out as hard as possible to make us, you know, better, better players. And when the time comes to play them, we should be ready. Um, there's nothing to fear. And you're just going to go out there and play hard. And I think we got the talent. we got the group. And it just comes to hard work at the end of the day. So if we work and put in the time in the summer, I'm like right now it's late. But, uh, you know, we're basketball players at the end of the day. And, you know, we got pride too. So yeah. we're going to come out and play. Yeah, agree with Quantz. You know, like, like I said, it's gonna be kind of like when we played Nevada. You know, two seasons ago, every no one expected us to win, and then we just played so hard that we won. I think if we have that mindset every game, like from the jump, then we'll be ready. Like, like I said, no one to fear. They play basketball just like us, and it's not like we can't beat them. You know, so anything can happen in basketball. And some of that leadership, I guess, you guys were both talking about is is on you guys to make sure that stays that way, where you're not beating exactly. Nevada one game and then losing the next two or three. Like, you guys have to make sure those next two or three don't happen, kind of. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I think it comes with maturity, to be honest. Because, like, you know, um, we, we sometimes we go on too high and then something that we just drop. And uh, we've got to be mature enough and disciplined enough to, like, maintain, not go too low. But, you know, we, we have an ups and downs. We know that. Um, but we're going to try not to, like, drop too low and, you know, when we're winning, not to, you know, go too high. So I think we just got to maintain um, and stay disciplined and not, you know, because we're – right now we're a mature group and uh, we're going to try and maintain and win games and not, you know, go crazy when we beat a good team or – because we really, you know, we can beat anybody. Let, let me hit you guys and wrap up, uh, kind of start wrapping this up with some – sort of rapid-fire, quick-answer kind of things. Um, best place to play is, you know, I'm not even going to ask you guys. Other than the pit, I will ask you, best place to play in the Mountain West Conference? Or or because you play them every year, I'll include New Mexico State in that. So New Mexico State, the Pan Am Center, or any Mountain West venue, um, the best place to play and why? I'm not going to lie to you. San Diego State. Why? It's is and Lobo fans, I love y'all. Into the oh, pit. the, the pit's the first answer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's like it's just a, it's a, I guess you could say, fake upscale pit. It's like it's just like the pit's like, you know, it's rounds. So they got a lot of seats. The colors, the lighting, and the color is just beautiful to me. Like I love the lighting. I love how the arena is set up. Like it's just a big bowl. Like and it's pretty neat. So it is. A, it is the thinking. most similar to the pit in how it's constructed, like a big bowl. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, I have to. Huh? Go go ahead, Quack. I have to say Utah State for me. Um, yeah. Like that place, the the fans are loud. No matter if they're losing, they're down. Like, and it feels like every time they make a layup, it could be like easy, like you know. Easy layup, and the whole place goes crazy. And like they're very supportive fans, and like, I, I, it has to be Utah State for me. And they gave us trouble, like the last time we yeah. I, I haven't won there, so and I haven't won at Utah uh, at, 
a lot of places in Mountain West, but Utah State for sure. Well, those are the three best, I think, from even beyond the Mountain West scope. Um, people around the country know of the Mountain West. Those are the three best places I think most people think of is the, is the spectrum there at Utah State, um, Vieja, Serena, San Diego State, and, of course, the pit. Um, I would say that uh, the, the one thing that um, – or the one place that some people think of around the country is uh, UNLV and the Thomas and Mack Center. But the reality is, like, they've been – they've kind of gone through some struggle years and their attendance isn't what it yeah. once was. But what is it like playing at the Thomas and Mack Center is where the tournament is I mean, I like, I like it. It's, it's really nice. But, like, I, I wanted to say this, and I, I don't think I'd get in trouble for it. I just don't like the smell sometimes. All right. You know, it's uh, like a smoky smell, I guess you okay. could say. I mean, well, I mean, in all honesty, the whole, I mean, Las Vegas has kind of – they, they allow smoking in all the casinos and all all that kind of stuff. Yeah, people that's actually what, said, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, it throws me off. But right. Vegas, I love Vegas. Vegas is a very nice. Place. They got a very nice arena too. It's like NBA status, but I'll pass. I would just say like it's very spacious. Like it's massive, and yeah, you know, uh, I, I love playing there. But like you said, it, like the last couple of years, they haven't been able to fill like, the whole. And obviously, very big arena, but uh, compared to somewhere like San Diego State, the pit, all you I think like Thomas and Mac is up there, but I just think like they've been struggling a little bit for the past couple years. Uh, like, so like it's kind of empty sometimes, but I, I love the arena. I love playing there. I think it's a good, good place. All right, let me ask you to focus on your guys' team now. A couple guys that aren't either one of you. Um, or I guess Keith, you could talk about McQuatch if you want. McQuatch, you could talk about Keith if you want. But I'm I'm looking for kind of one player next year that that you guys think Lobo fans should look for because he might do something that they haven't seen yet, or they might be a little bit surprised by uh, by what he brings to the court next year. Is there anybody that kind of comes to mind that that you think hasn't really made his splash to Lobo fans yet, but they're about to see something that that they'll be happy with? Uh, it's actually a few people if you don't mind. Go for it. I still feel like people haven't seen what Zane can really do. All right. I feel like we still haven't let him off the leash yet, so I would like to see that. What are we going to see when that happens, though? Like, when you say we haven't seen what he can do, what do you think Zane Martin can do? I, I know for a fact he can control the game, like, take like full control of the game. You know, like, last year, I mean, he was able to, but not as often as he would like you know, be able to take control. And I would love to see him, you know, really take control this year. Like, I know he can. And Emmanuel Quach, he's he's going to do some things. I know he's working. I know for a fact Tavian Percy is working as well. So, yeah. There, those are some people that you think Lobo fans next year are going to see something they haven't seen yet. A little bit. Yeah. McQuatch, anybody do you kind of stand out? Yeah, um, I have, like, I, I just think my young guys, to be honest, like Emmanuel, Cut. Oh, Kurt, Kurt, too, Kurt. I forgot about yeah, Kurt. Yeah. Tavian, um, I, I just feel like the guys that haven't got the opportunity to, like, you know, play, because at the end of the day, everyone can play. And the last year, they've been, like, you know, they haven't played much. So I, I feel like those guys, the young guys, have something to prove to me. Very cool. Um, you guys obviously are, at some point, we're all coming back to Albuquerque. McQuatch, you're here. I'm, I'm here, obviously. Um, when you guys do get back and you guys start working out again, um, how how competitive is this group? 
with with each other. I mean, is this is this a group that is kind of all business and people understand it, or is this a group that kind of goes at it in practices? I'm not talking about starting fights or anything, but like, are you guys competitive with each other, or is it a little more kind of business like? How, how is this group in terms of like those workouts? I mean, I, we have to be competitive. We, there's no uh, way around it. I mean, we, we can't be like say like it's all business because like when the game comes, like. You know, people are going to be physical. They're there to play. They just have the same thing. Like, they run as much as us, and they do everything. So we exactly. can't just rely on, like, oh, gotta, you know, approach it as a business thing. We've got to be competitive. We've got to be tough. We've got to be physical. And, you know, we've got to be mentally, like, sharp and on everything we do. And I think um, when the season comes, we've got to be able to do that because, like, we just can't rely on, like, you know, being nice guys and stuff like that because like, that's going to get you beat. Yeah. Same with you with the competition. You guys need it in practice. Yeah, we definitely. That's how you. That's how you get better. Honestly, like you know, you bring the best out of people whenever they're mad. Like Michael Jordan did that to all his teammates, and you see what they did. And uh, if we all had that Michael Jordan Mamba mentality, we can get better and grow. All right, I will wrap it up with that. Just since it is, you mentioned him, and and this will be the last one since it's the kind of only sports event going on right now. And it's been the last two weeks. Um, the Last Dance. Have, have both of you guys been watching The Last Dance? Yeah. What, what do you guys? Are you guys learning something you didn't know, or did you guys kind of already know some of this? Um, I know you guys no. are a different era. I don't want to go, you know, old man here and get off my lawn kind of stuff. But like this was before your guys' time, so I'm curious yeah. if you guys already knew about this. Did Brandon Mason talk about this all the time, um, or are you guys learning a little bit? I didn't know that. Uh, you know, they did that to Scotty Pimpin. The whole Seven years, thing like, oh, that's tough. That's tough. I did not know about that. Yeah. Like the sixth highest paid player on the team by the end of that. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm learning a lot of stuff about like Michael Jordan and everybody, his teammates, like coach, um, and how different like the '90s was. Um, it, it was tough, but um, being like Scotty Pippen, I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for Mike because Dennis Rodman and stuff like that. But I'm learning a lot of stuff, to be honest. And what amazed me is, like, Michael Jordan was, like, it's just – he was different. Yeah, well, he was a little different. That's for sure. Yeah. It's, like, his mental toughness He's like, I've never seen him in my life. It's just – like, Scotty said, like, he's not going to play because of the contract. He's like, okay, like, I'm still going to go out here, get 60, get 40, Move on. Uh, something you guys think you can take from that and and do that the leadership you guys are talking about some of that yeah like i'm, I'm trying I mean, to definitely jump against yeah like i feel like because my like mike his mentality was like if this guy went down like no one's gonna feel sorry for us we still gotta go out there and perform um and that's his mindset like he didn't care he was mentally tough he's like if guys get like because obviously it's gonna be ups and down and stuff like that but he yeah he was not with any nonsense, nothing. He just wanted to go out there and play and take care of business. Awesome. Guys, I appreciate this. I know Lobo fans are, are getting as stir-crazy, you know, in their houses as, as you guys are, and it's still just April. I know we've still got a long time to wait, but uh, I know Lobo fans are looking forward to hearing anything they can from you guys. Um, as I sign off here, you guys want to say anything to Lobo fans about this offseason or about next season that maybe we didn't go over? Uh, no, I just want to say stay home, stay safe, and see you next stay season. Safe. Please stay safe. We you need you guys. We need y'all there at the games. We need all energy. Please. Please. Go Bows. Go Bows. <laughs>
Guys, I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. All right, thanks, Jeff. All right, well, there you go. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And uh, again, thank you to UNM Basketball for for getting McQuatch Malawatch and Keith McGee together on a Zoom call to uh, to do this podcast. And also, like I said, the Zoom call is on video on the abqjournal.com website, and you can find it there. There's also an article in Wednesday's print edition of the Albuquerque Journal and online at abqjournal.com slash sports. That was episode 29 of the Talking Grammar podcast. Let me know what you think. At Jeff Grammer, that's G E O F F G R A M M E R on Twitter. And you can email me at gramer at abqjournal.com or let my bosses know what you think about this content and any content you find in the Albuquerque Journal. You can email sports editor Randy Harrison or any of the other editors around the newsroom. Let us know what you think. Um, feedback's important. So hopefully we'll get another one of these going in about a week or so. Keep you guys updated as best we can, even when there are no sports going on. There's still plenty to talk about, plenty to talk about and plenty to cover so hope you enjoy it stay safe out there everybody this won't be too much longer i hope and uh sports will be coming back but the stories are are always going to be here hope you enjoy the talking grammar podcast until next time thanks for listening